What's up guys? Welcome back to the committee, your home of college football. We have a good one today for you. This is a CFP rankings post-reaction show. They just released their first rankings of the year. Uh, it is now week 10 of CFB and there is lots of chaos going on. And I've got my good friend Luke here to uh, help break it down for us. So Luke, what are we going to get into here first? Hey guys, we got a good show on the docket today. First of all, we're going to go over key takeaways from the college football rankings that went on today. Secondly, we're going to do our analysis of the top 25 that were released today again. Um, we're going to work from the bottom up, start at 25 and work our way up to the top. And then third, we're going to get into predictions, uh, what to look for in the next rankings and uh, any big games coming up that we could watch for. And uh, again, for what to watch for in the upcoming weeks after this uh, poll and how things may shake out in the future. Yeah, so some key takeaways that I saw were the committee didn't do anything that the AP poll or the coaches poll did at all. They kind of did their own thing. Um, we saw lots of movement from teams that we did not expect at all, uh, some crazy things that no one really predicted. And something I saw first when it uh, got the first sheet out, Iowa and Wisconsin are pretty high up on there. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think Iowa and Wisconsin are pretty high up there. Uh, the Big Ten West has been really lackluster this year, and uh, seeing them up there really shows the split in between the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. But uh, having Iowa and Wisconsin after looking terrible all year is kind of interesting to me, especially when you have teams like UTSA who are undefeated, not in a Power 5 conference, but have blown out every opponent. Maybe they could be pushed somewhere in the uh, 25 range and keeping room with these teams right here just because they're in the Big Ten doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, there was a few teams that I thought um, could have been put in there that were left out, uh, like SMU, who, led by Tanner Mordecai, they have a super good offense. <laughs> yeah, uh, SMU's offense is... Uh, quite dynamic with Tanner Mordecai under center. Uh, I'm surprised that they were bumped down after that loss. Houston's also pretty good. I'm surprised that they didn't make a, an appearance in the top 25. And keeping Iowa and Wisconsin in there is kind of interesting to me. Iowa's offense, uh, Iowa and Wisconsin's offense have both looked miserable. Uh, Graham Mertz is not the answer in Madison. And uh, I think they're ranked too high at this time, but the committee doesn't seem to think so. Yeah, a lot of interesting moves, and we saw they definitely favored the head-to-head matchups. You saw with Oregon, Ohio State. You saw with Fresno State. Uh, you saw with uh, with Wisconsin um, and with Oklahoma State over Baylor. What did you think about that? Yeah, I think the head-to-head matchups, uh, they definitely played a key role, and I liked how they were stacked up uh, once on top of the other. But uh, I also think it goes into play with uh, – Iowa and their ranking still uh, holding in the top 25, even though they've looked miserable uh, since their hot start. They did beat Penn State. Penn State is no longer ranked. Uh, looking through this year, I think if Penn State and Iowa were to play again, there'd be a different result. But the committee's looking at the uh, top 25 head-to-head matchups. And again, that plays into Oregon and Ohio State. Oregon at four, Ohio State at five. Yeah, I definitely think it's... Um it is something good to consider even though Oregon has been playing bad football lately uh they're still ranked above Ohio State because the committee gives them a lot of 
a lot of bonus for that win, even with their loss to Stanford and even with their struggling football. But it's it's definitely catching everyone off guard because uh, although some some people did predict it, but Oregon is ranked so much lower than Ohio State in the AP poll and in, and in my poll, and because they've just been playing so much worse than Ohio State has recently, and it's everyone feels if they were to rematch again, Ohio State would probably win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Ohio State has looked really, really good these past couple weeks. They slipped up a little bit of Penn, uh, against Penn State, but they really did have the elite team feel when they were beating up on teams that they should have. Uh, they've got a tough road coming up, not quite yet. Uh, they've got Nebraska. Nebraska's been pretty good against teams in the top 25 this year. It seems like they always lose by one score, but uh, looking up towards the future, they got the two Michigan teams coming, and we should have exciting games down the road. Yeah, I'm looking at not this week really, but um, from next week, I think there's going to be a lot of really good games, especially you got like OU and Baylor, uh, Mississippi State, Auburn, uh, A&M, Ole Miss, and both of them, of course, that is a good game this week. Um, Auburn and uh, A&M, that's going to be a really good one. Yeah, Auburn's looking damn good. Uh, I think with uh, the Bo Nix, the expectations weren't too high, uh, but they're shocking the world right now, and I think it could ultimately lead into a potential great Iron Bowl game. Uh, we'll just have to see. Auburn's playing good football, A&M's playing good football. I'm excited to watch that one. Yeah, I like I like both of these teams, and I think it's interesting that uh, you have – both of them where they are in the CFP poll because they're pretty similar also in the AP poll, but it's going to be a good contest this weekend. Uh, I think Kyle Field will be ready because they're ready to get back in and they're ready to go back to a New Year's Six game. What do you think about the Aggies? I'm liking the Aggies. They uh, obviously got off to a slow start. Uh, they had that loss against Mississippi State, but the committee seems to think pretty highly of Mississippi State. Uh, I think they're improving, and uh, the Aggies have their best football ahead of them. I truly believe that. And, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because with when Hay- when Haynes Keynes went out, I really thought that they were probably done. And after the first few games with Calzada, it looked like they were. But then the, just Bama comes into town, Calzada plays like a king, and what do you know, A&M beats Alabama, and clearly they are getting... They're getting yeah. boosted for that. The script has been flipped, my friends, down in College Station. We'll see. And, you know, Jimbo said uh, he was going to take him down. Saban mocked him, said, in golf. Guess not. Yeah, first uh, former assistant to beat him. Uh, I don't really care too much about that. Uh, I know it's brought up every single time Nick Saban plays one of his former assistants, but I think it's something to note. So, uh, you know, good for the Aggies. Uh Looking good down there in College Station. Another team I'm looking at in the area is the Baylor Bears. Uh, obviously, with uh, Aranda now at coach, he's kind of got this team playing really well under him, and they're buying into what he's doing. And uh, with Jerry, man, <laughs> they got a good offense, and they got a good defense. It's a good team there in Waco, and they got OU coming up quick. What do you think that's going to be like? Uh, I think OU is going to come out uh, – hopefully upset about their ranking at number eight. Uh, However, I think that Baylor football team is one of the most consistent that we've seen in college football this year. They uh, go out and play their game. They've stuck to their game plan, and they've been a really nice uh, physical football team to watch. Uh, They came up short against Oklahoma State, but 
They still stuck to their game plan. I think they're uh, rightly ranked. I think they're a bit underrated at this point. Uh, Oklahoma definitely has a tough test ahead of them, and I think that's going to be a fantastic game, potential game day destination. But Sooners got their work cut out for them. Definitely the Baylor Bears do too, uh, and I could potentially see them in the Big 12 championship game. How about you? I could definitely see that. I mean, this this team's playing good football right now. And something I also thought was interesting is Baylor is in a fantastic spot before the Oklahoma game uh, at number 12 because Oklahoma State, um, if they can get a win from OU there and Baylor can win out, Baylor would be sitting pretty potentially for a college football playoff spot. Do you think they could make a jump nearly like they did two years ago? Absolutely. Uh, they're a team's playing consistent football. If they go out there and beat the Sooners and win out, uh, you know, they might be looking at Oklahoma again. Uh, that's how the slate's looking right now. If they go ahead and beat Oklahoma twice, I have I have no – I can't see a way where you have to exclude them from the top four. Yeah, and, I mean, that's another interesting point uh, there with Oklahoma. I mean, this Sooners team has underperformed for sure, and there's been some bad times. But a number eight ranking seems pretty low to me. I don't really like it. I think it's too low for the Sooners. What do you think about that? Uh, I do not like it at all. I think they should have been ranked uh, seven or six at least. Uh, I think this number eight ranking should light the fire under the Sooners that they've really been looking for all year. Uh, There's been a lot of disappointed fans in Norman, and uh, rightfully so. The Sooners have been underperforming to their standard is their big key thing. Um, But wins against uh, Baylor, Iowa State, and uh, Oklahoma State can really change the narrative for them and get them back into the top four where they want to be. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you what. There's, like, no chance that this Sooner squad should be at number eight because Michigan has been a solid football team this year, but with the loss to Michigan State just now, should not be ahead of Oklahoma. Uh, And right right ahead there, a team who maybe should be ahead of Oklahoma. That's a tough call. Cincinnati is also another team ranked really low for what they expected and compared to their AP poll ranking. So what do you think about that one? Well, with the uh, only two Power 5 wins for Cincinnati, I think that definitely hurts them. However, uh, they did win against Notre Dame on the road by double digits. I think that's got to count for something. And Ohio State has looked shaky against Tulsa. They obviously had the loss to Oregon can't penalize them too much for that because the committee obviously loves uh, quality losses but uh, I think they should be ranked higher and they're unfortunately the Americans holding them back hopefully once they join the Big 12 this could all go away but I, I expected at least four or five from Cincinnati and I was disappointed to see the committee didn't do that yeah I mean I got Cincinnati at three in my poll right now they just got jumped by Michigan State uh, who I thought deservedly so got above them with their win against Michigan. But even I dropped into number three, and I think that maybe that 3-4 range at very least is where they would be considered. Uh, but the committee obviously dropped them to six. And what one thing I think kind of you point out for that Bearcats team is they only have two Power 5 wins this season. So it doesn't... Get, say much to their strength of schedule. What like is their schedule even good enough to get them in the playoff? Uh, at this point, I'm going to say no. However, if they keep winning, it's going to be hard for the committee. Uh, I think the committee 
at this point is kind of crossing their fingers and hoping for a Bearcat slip-up so they can get this whole mess out of their way. But uh, the Bearcats right now, they're looking good. They have, to, they have to be cheering on LSU every week and hopefully have that uh, Mustangs team back in the top 25 if they want any shot of being considered. And they will also need some scramble at the top somehow to find their way in. It's an unfortunate situation for them, but I think they've hit their ceiling, which was mentioned today. Upcoming, uh, Cincinnati has Tulsa, who looked good against Ohio State, but the, they're, they're not looking too good anymore. I think Cincinnati should throttle them. Uh, again, they got South Florida, SMU, which is their only marquee matchup, and the committee doesn't seem to think very highly of SMU at this point. Then they got East Carolina, then the conference championship. It's looking rough for the Bearcats, so I hate to say it, but I think some help and uh, some domination by LSU maybe could get them to the five spot, but I don't see them in the top four. How about you? I mean, so you think uh, Ritter's going to show those little mistakes that he showed against Navy and Tulane? You think it's going to be like that for the Bearcats down the road? Uh, if they want any hope of joining the top four, I don't think so. I mean, uh, those mistakes can't happen, but uh, – the Bearcats have been prone to offensive stalling uh, throughout this year. They've had a lot of blowout wins. However, uh, they had a scare against Murray State in the first half when they were tied, and uh, their offense tends to go cold. They they can't have that anymore. Ritter's got to be at the top of his game. Can't be throwing interceptions like he has been. But the Bearcats have their work cut out for them. So you're thinking the committee is saying they want them to slip up, so they're hoping they will, and... Absolutely. You, th- you think they will? I don't think the Bearcats will slip up. I think the committee is hoping that they slip up because having this really, really good group of five team is putting a lot of pressure on them, and it makes their job a whole lot harder. I'm sure the committee's crossing their fingers for a Bearcats loss. How about you? I could definitely see it because they have been scrutinized heavily for uh, the misranking quote uh for UCF and Cincinnati for years now uh which you know I don't think either deserve to be a playoff team in my mind but there was definitely people who did think they deserved it and you know UCF took it far enough to get their own rings and call themselves national championships oh man I hope Cincinnati (laughs) doesn't do that (laughs) I mean hopefully the Bearcats wouldn't stoop to that level uh I think they when they're playing their best game, they're a good enough team to get to that playoff, but they'll have to show it, and they're definitely going to need a statement against uh, SMU. Absolutely. They'd have, they'd have to win by multiple scores and uh, continue like their huge margin of victory, and they can't look lackluster like they did against Tulane. And another team, uh, another Ohio team right in front of them, Ohio State, the Buckeyes, we see them ranked behind Oregon. Uh, the committee takes in uh, account the head-to-head. Uh, so Oregon is in Ohio State's way. If it would be for good. If Oregon wins out, They Ohio State cannot pass them no matter what. Um, so the Ducks have that because the committee, in the committee's mind, the head-to-head is the most important. Uh, now maybe if they blow out the rest of the schedule, including the Michigans, uh, maybe they would, but... Do you think Ohio State is 
capable of winning out on that schedule with both of the Michigan teams remaining? Uh, honestly, at this point, I think they're going to slip up against one of the Michigan teams because they look st- they obviously beat who they should have in the weeks before, and they beat them pretty good. It makes them look like an elite team, but you have a Penn State team where James Franklin doesn't even know what who he's coaching, and they lost to Illinois the week before. Penn State, uh, Ohio State is a game where it's uh, kind of like OU Texas to me is always close regardless, but I didn't really see what I wanted out of Ohio State, and I think they could potentially slip up. So that schedule is pretty tough for them with the Big Ten East. Is there any way you could see a 12-1 and Big Ten champ uh, not be a top three? A 12-1 and Big Ten champ uh, not in the top three. Honestly, I can't see it. Uh, if Wake wins out, I think their ceiling is probably four. Oklahoma wins out, their ceiling is probably two. Uh, Oregon wins out. Uh, I guess if Oregon wins out and Ohio State is uh, the Big Ten East uh, winner, I think you'd put Ohio State at four, Oregon at three, and then undefeated uh, Big 12 team. And, yeah, it's it's just an interesting situation. Uh, but then you have what to, what do you do with Wake? Uh, who falls out of there? Any thoughts on that if they go undefeated? Uh, I mean, undefeated Power 5 champs got to be in. As it it's unconventional, but it's the truth. It's not you know the reason Wake's getting disrespected uh, with the ranking is obviously the name brand because what has OU done that Wake hasn't? Uh, so you know if you want to make the argument there that they should jump the Sooners, jump the Wolverines, uh, you I could see that for sure. Um, it, it's a solid squad. You know Hartman's got pretty good odds now. He's plus four thousand on the Heisman, which you know for a Wake Forest quarterback is pretty good pretty dang good and uh you know they're trending up the Buckeyes like we said trending up CJ Stroud at plus 450 now which is good for third in the odds and you know those guys could have a good shot and could we see him mess it up I don't know a team we've seen mess up a lot who the committee has put way higher than everyone expected number four Oregon what do you think about them being so high in the rest of their schedule can they do it I honestly think the Pac-12 is the basement of the Power Five. All those teams are so competitive against each other. I guess you can't really hold the two and five uh, Stanford loss against them too much. Uh, but uh, again, I think you know you should. But the Pac-12 is just kind of its own being where they uh, are so competitive against one another. If Oregon somehow wins out, uh, they have Arizona State left on the schedule, and that potentially looked difficult, but Arizona stunk. Arizona State stunk it up last week. They don't really have too much standing in their way. Earlier this season, uh, Gage told me that Oregon controls their own destiny, and they messed it up. So they had been giving, they've been given a second chance. Yeah, so I don't – you know, the Ducks – Maybe could it be Wazoo, Utah, Oregon State? I don't know. They still got four games to go to not mess it up before the Pac-12 title game, obviously, which, let's be honest, do we trust them to be able to win that game? They couldn't. I mean, 
they're just a it, it, they're really odd team. You know, they came into the Pac-12 title game last year, obviously, because Washington got booted for COVID, and they won that one when they should not have been there. I mean, that team is really an anomaly. They, you know, probably going to end up playing Arizona State in the title game. I don't know, dude. The Ducks are a weird team. Yeah, they are. C.J. Verdell out for the season now. It's odd times. Also, odd times in East Lansing. Tuck is coming. <laughs> what do you think about the Spartans after their big win over the Wolverines? What a game, man! Game game of the season uh, so far. I've, that was that was a thriller. Uh, what a comeback! And Kenneth Walker truly had his uh, Heisman display, but you know, putting all those touchdowns, putting the team on his back. Uh, the defense stepped up in the second half and did everything they needed to do. Uh, unfortunately, Kenneth Walker is ranked uh, fourth, I believe, in the Heisman race right now, and I think that's way too low. He uh, put the team on his back again in a huge situation, and I don't know what he, what else he's got to do to move up that list. How about you, Gage? I mean, obviously, yeah, fantastic performance from him. I definitely agree. The five touchdowns, nearly 200 rushing yards. I mean, the dude's a beast. Imagine if he stayed at Wake Forest, what they could have done. <laughs> I mean, they've still got on their schedule Ohio State. They've still got on their schedule. Did they they Penn State? Did they play Penn State? Let's see. No, they haven't played Penn State yet. So, yeah, yeah, my bad. So, they've still got to play Ohio State and Penn State. Um is it possible for the Spartans, even if they lose, do you think? You obviously said 12-1 and Big Ten champ is in. So can the Spartans make the playoff? As in, can they do it on a loss? Uh, absolutely. I think one loss, uh, Michigan State is in. Uh, if Whether that loss comes to Penn State or Ohio State, I don't know. But if they win the Big Ten, have one loss, uh, and you seem to have a situation on your hands where you have a one-loss Oregon team and a one-loss Michigan State team. Give me Michigan State all day over that one-loss Oregon team. Yeah, I think that's an easy decision. Big 10 over the Pac-12. I mean, anyone could see that. The Big Ten East, Big Ten East is brutal. So they've got Purdue this week on the road, and they're only favored by three points. Is that disrespectful or what? That's absolutely disrespectful. This team just went out... Uh, at home and beat Michigan, and it was a great top 10 matchup, uh, lots of hype to it, and they went out there, uh, didn't quit, and won, and yes, Purdue had a great game against Iowa, but in my opinion, Iowa's trash, uh, I'm sorry to put it that bluntly, but I think it's at, it's at least a two-score game this week. I got Michigan State on top. How about you? Yeah, I think the Spartans... Definitely a fantastic team. Picked up the win over Michigan. Although I did see it just came out that the Peyton Thorne shin down play, it wasn't even down. They had a different angle, and it ended up not being down. So that's kind of weird. I mean, it's still the Wolverines' fault for choking. It, it, hardbod, hardbod. I mean, you, you can't blame anyone but yourself. You can't just keep blaming the call on the refs. You know, we had JT was short uh, 2016, and... The Wolverines cursed again, just like the block punt with Michigan State uh, 2015. You know, is Harbaugh the guy at Michigan? I think Harbaugh at Michigan, I think he's a good coach. I think uh, his 
inability to perform in big games uh, has really put a damper on his resume. I don't think Michigan is ready to fire Harbaugh quite yet, but if this continues to happen for at least another year, I think the AD has got to take a real deep look and think, is Harbaugh really the guy? Because Michigan is an elite program. They could get someone in there coaching who could possibly win those big games. It's I don't know. Harbaugh, he's got to have a statement win this season. That's the only way I can see him being the guy there. So let me give you a situation. Michigan wins out till Ohio State, so they go into Happy Valley and win. They beat Indiana and Maryland also. Uh, but, you know, they get the win over Penn State, who we, we you know, we still don't know what Penn State will finish. Um they still have to play Michigan and Michigan State, and they're already a three-loss team. So a Penn State team who could end up being a five-loss team, seven and five, would you consider that but a loss to Ohio State enough for him to keep his job, or does the Ohio State loss solidify it? I think uh, wins against all those teams and the loss against Ohio State, in my opinion, uh, if you lose to Ohio State, you've got to make a change. But do I think Michigan will make the change? No. Uh it's just, it's not, we're not used to, uh, I guess recently we are, uh, you know, Michigan and Ohio State being this unbalanced. Jim Harbaugh's got to make a statement, and it's got to come sooner rather than later to keep his job. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State is just spoiling us with great football over the past 10 years. They've just been incredible. So, you know, do, does Jim Harbaugh get the excuse for that? I don't think it's enough. Uh I also, you know, I see a ten and two Michigan lose to Ohio State. The only way he could keep there, uh, or at least keep from being on the super, super, super hot seat, is if they somehow at ten and two, if they still made a New Year's Six game, and they, you know, convincingly won in that. Say if they went to the Fiesta Bowl or something and beat the Big Twelve champ or whatever. Yeah, I think that would definitely be enough to keep his job for the time being but he's got to go out uh next year if he does win a new year six bowl convincingly and he's got to he's got to have a statement win or he's done i definitely see that too uh so number two ranked way higher than we thought ranked way higher than the than the ap poll thought i you know i got him at six on my poll alabama crimson tide what do you think about them at number two? I'm disgusted. I'm absolutely disgusted. They lost to Texas A&M on the road. Yes, quality loss. Very cool. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised one of those undefeated teams wasn't there, but Oklahoma or Wake Forest does not have the wins to back that up. Um, I think Ohio State has looked better. Alabama looked miserable against Florida. Uh, they barely snuck away with it. And, uh, you know, they even struggled with Tennessee until the end of the game. Tennessee was hanging in there right right there with them. Uh, I don't think Alabama's at number two. I think their name got them there. And, honestly, I'm sick and tired of Alabama being up there. How about you? Okay, so let's play a game. Let's check out Alabama's schedule. Is it good enough? Is it hot or not? Miami, 44-13, week one, hot or not? Hot, that's a good game. Miami had good expectations. Uh, obviously, that didn't show up. Uh, once we saw that game, we thought Alabama would run away with it again this season. 
good win right there. Miami's looking good again too, so good win. I agree with you there. Miami's not the best team, but Alabama went out there when people thought maybe it'd be closer. Uh, obviously, a 30, it's a 31-point win, win regardless, so it's not like they barely beat them or anything. A 31-point win is a good win. Miami's an average team. It is what it is, but 31-point win, good game. Uh, Mercer, 48-14, we don't care. Florida, 31-29. Gators almost came back in that second half, hot or not. That's not hot. Dan Mullen uh, looks miserable down in Gainesville. That team is 4-4 four and four right now, and Alabama is the superpower. They should be able to go in there and absolutely destroy them like Georgia did. I know it was early in the season, and I know uh, Florida may have been playing better football at that time, but Alabama had complete control of that game and let it slip away. The committee talks about game control, and I think they just let that one go and I'm going to give it a nod. How about you? Yeah, honestly, i got to agree with you there. I mean, the Gators, we thought, were going to be a bit of a better team. Obviously, there was a lot of turnover we saw in the offensive production. Uh, you saw they lost uh, two first-rounders in the draft and a second-rounder. Uh, obviously, Kadarius Tony, you know, completed a pass last night in Monday Night Football, so dude's a baller. Uh, and then you go, you got Pitts, who is uh, looking fantastic sometimes, you know. Not putting up the most production, but Trask get behind Brady. But that Florida offense lost a lot. And Mullen, does he have an excuse or is he an idiot for not starting Anthony Richardson sooner? Uh, I think he's an idiot for not starting Anthony Richardson sooner. And I know this is not a topic of the podcast tonight, but he's also an idiot for talking about how recruiting in the middle of the season is not important. It is a mess down in Gainesville. I think you got to get him out of there. I don't know if Florida will, but he's got to go. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, maybe they'll get uh, my boy Evan Stewart come down there and play in uh, the Gator uniform, but whew, Dan Mullen on the hot seat. Uh, Southern Miss 63-14, is that win hot or not? I I think it doesn't really matter. That's that's what they were supposed to do that. Uh, yeah. I guess they won by a good margin. Uh, they don't. The committee doesn't care about that, but they controlled the game, I guess, so cool but i don't think it matters how about you yeah i agree with you there but the next one big one here they played the rebs 42 21 win over matt corral and the Ole miss rebels what do you think about that one hot or not i'm gonna give that one a hot uh if you watch that game alabama was in control the whole time i think the game could have turned out differently i think lane kiffin made too many mistakes by going for it on fourth down uh alabama capitalized on those uh just mistakes by Lane Kiffin and they controlled that game I'll give him a hot win for that one yeah I'm agree with you there that was a pretty good game uh we saw I I was pretty not convinced on an upset but I was decently you know trying to convince myself that the upset was going to come Mac around the boys were going to do it I predict I even predicted it on my predictions because I was really hoping it would happen I thought it was going to happen yeah it didn't really turn out at all um but what we thought there, we thought, you know, Bama was going to be Bama, keep rolling. We saw him play A&M in College Station the next week. Nothing was going to happen. Boom, lost, 41-38, hot or not, obviously. Not. Uh, I think that Alabama should have went out there and kept control, but they didn't. How about you? I, I, like we said earlier when we talked about A&M, Zach Calzada, how did he do it? How did the Aggies pull it off? 
Uh, Bama looked like a shell of themselves in that, and you know Nick Saban wasn't even using his timeouts at the end. I don't know what you yeah. not even putting up a fight. What did you think about it? The showing from Bama in that game. I I thought it was uh, miserable, and uh, Zach Calzada. That was the statement that really rallied Texas A and M. That's why they're hot right now. Absolutely, uh, but I think it was kind of uh, the start of. Alabama looking bad. Uh, they looked bad the week after, and, and they haven't really been the same. The, that week we found out that Alabama this year is not quite Alabama. How about you? I mean, this team is literally number two in the rankings, and they lost to a struggling A&M team at the time who turned it up. So, you know... Calzada, all he had to do was get rejected and have those donuts at the ticket giveaway, and then he turned it all the way up. Uh, A&M with the shocker there. Bama has not been punished for it. What do you think? Does Bama get this royalty? Do they not, do they not care if they lose? Uh, the committee I, this calling this a quality loss, uh, I guess, you know, you... I guess that's more important than uh, Michigan State being undefeated. Uh, you got to put Michigan State at number two in my mind. And uh, the committee, they, they really dropped the ball here with Alabama's name brand and the royalty, as you were saying. I, I think it's an unacceptable mistake to me. But Yeah, I mean, you got an undefeated Power 5 team, 8-0 right there in Michigan State, who is obviously coming off a top 10 win. They have Michigan at number seven. If you just beat the number seven team, that means you played them at three, four, five. So the committee values that win clearly. Clearly, they love it. Why are the Spartans not ahead of the Crimson Tide? I I couldn't tell you. Not guess Alabama has better wins on their resume, but they also have a loss to a team at the time who was struggling. And Calzada is not. He wasn't even the uh, the starter for the at the time of Texas A&M, I think it's more inexcusable than the committee thinks. But, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. So, obviously, they did look really good after the loss, and they played at Mississippi State in Starkville with the annoying Cowbells, and they clapped them 49-9. to uh, Mississippi State, obviously, 5-3, and three, but they have them at number 17. What do you think about that, and what do you think about what they've done so far this year? Mississippi State... Uh, I think they're ranked too high. I think they get too much credit for that Kentucky win. <coughs> Kentucky is a good story. Uh, obviously falling off now. Uh, Mississippi State is looking better. I have a game circled uh, the Mississippi, Mississippi uh, uh, Ole Miss versus Mississippi State game. That could be a pretty good one. Uh, right now I think they're ranked too high, but I think they've got to prove themselves a little bit more to me. How about you? I agree. I love the Egg Bowl. Thanksgiving game, super fun game. Uh, that's going to be a big one to look out for. But they still have a tough slate. Obviously, they're at Arkansas this week uh, against the Razorbacks, who are just nearly outside of the top 25, I presume, uh, you know, probably in that 35-40 region. You know, they lost a three-peat there on the games. Uh, tough for uh, Pittman and the boys, but that's a pretty tough game. And then the next week uh, in uh, Auburn, at Auburn, and then against Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. What do you think uh, Mississippi State's going to do with that schedule? I expect them to slip up at least twice. I think Arkansas, uh, the battle of Mike Leach and Sam Pittman, the two sophomore coaches, uh, it'll be interesting to watch. But uh, give me Arkansas on that one. 
Uh, Auburn's playing damn good football, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, if they keep that up and uh, continue to shatter expectations, give me Auburn again. I think they won't be staying in the top 25 for too long. Then they got the Egg Bowl coming up. Uh, Ole Miss has kind of disappointed me the last few weeks. Uh, give me that one as an interesting game. Uh, let a couple more weeks die down, uh, and then we'll get a prediction on that one. But as of right now, I, I expect them to slip up at least twice. How about you? All right, so then in that scenario, you got them losing to Arkansas, losing to Auburn, and then obviously we're giving them the dub against Tennessee State. So you got them at 6-5. and five. Going into the Egg Bowl, so they're the seven and five team or a six and six team. Uh, obviously, not going where they wanted to, not going into a great bowl game. They're probably hoping to finish eight and four. Would probably be uh, considered pretty decent them for uh, Leach and the boys, but uh, I don't know. They, they, I, I feel like it's odd to me that they're kind of forcibly higher uh, because of the win against Kentucky. They kind of pushed them up and. I think it's interesting to see that the committee's just taking so much head-to-head in factor. And, you know, something else we'd see head-to-head with would be the Bulldogs at number one. They lose to Alabama, 12-1, and SEC championship game losers. They would be the number one team coming in that game. Bama, we're going to presume in that scenario, although maybe uh, we'll have to check in if there's a scenario where they can go 11-1 and uh, one and still or ten and two and still going to the SEC championship game and then be an eleven and two SEC champ, uh, but I don't know if that can happen. But twelve and one Bama, twelve and one Georgia, Bama's the champ. Uh, are the dogs getting in the playoff or is that easy? They're easy number three or what? Uh, I think it's easy if uh, Georgia goes undefeated and then loses to Bama in the conference championship. You unfortunately have to put two SEC teams in that top four. Uh, I don't see it any other way. Uh, how about you? Yeah, so I think it's the same sort of scenario that uh, we saw back with uh, Jalen and Tua when uh, the Atlanta curse was uh, t- unluckily hit by the Dogs where they blew the lead to Bama in the Natty. Um, we saw that with that was two SEC teams there. We could probably see that again. Uh, and that one even, that was... Uh, Three and four, so they barely snuck in. But that, you know, maybe that could be the scenario there again. But obviously, that probably wouldn't be able to because Bama would then have to have two losses for them to be as low as three. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. So, if we look at some scenarios, is there any way an undefeated Cincinnati is not in the playoff? Is not in the playoff. Uh, I think an undefeated Cincinnati could not be in the playoff you get Oklahoma undefeated you get Wake undefeated uh you got to have an SEC team in there and a one loss Big Ten team also hops in I think Cincinnati in when it comes to playoff time is on the outside looking in uh unless some scramble happens at the top uh you see Auburn's playing good football if they somehow uh sneak in an Iron Bowl win or whatever and uh somehow find a way to like okay wait what iron ball winner whatever you got to give it some credit give it give it some credit uh talk about that some more yeah so here we go i know you can go on the bearcats oh bearcats if you want i don't care uh so i just gotta say uh the bearcats give uh they're they're on the outside looking in stuff has got to shake up at the top but 
that's where I'm at. How about you? I think they've been pretty good. I mean, let's look. Do you think the remaining schedule is tough with Tulsa, South Florida, SMU, and East Carolina? Is it tough enough for a playoff team? I don't think so. Uh, they've, in my, they're probably looking at playing SMU. Uh, twice unless Houston sneaks in there. Houston's a good football team. I could see them playing them in the conference champ. Uh, but right now, I don't think that schedule is uh, tough enough because Oklahoma's going to have two, possibly three ranked games uh, where they could win. And I think, unfortunately, they don't have any more uh, Power 5 games for Cincinnati that uh, can get them into that top four. But you? I definitely agree with you. I think... If Cincinnati is, I mean, they'd have to be conventionally undefeated. They can't be in no 2014 Florida State where you're uh, undefeated, but you're even ranked below a one-loss team because, you know, everyone knows. Everyone knows you're not the best team. Um, Could that be the case where Cincinnati uh, blows out everyone undefeated? And then what what do you think their ceiling is? Their ceiling, in a perfect world, I, I'll give them four. They've got to blow everyone out and make statement win uh, after statement win after statement win. I think their ceiling is four. I, I don't see them any, any higher than that. I think you're going to put one-loss teams above them in that situation, which there will be one-loss teams. And I have their ceiling at four. I see them finishing five or six when the year comes to – to the end, how about you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough definitely seeing with Cincinnati. You see they only have the one ranked win in Notre Dame because SMU was left unranked. Uh, the 7-1 and one Mustangs, uh, led by Tanner Mordecai, pretty dang good offense. They were left unranked. Uh, so obviously Cincinnati's only ranked win is Notre Dame, but that is a very good win. Uh, that's one of the best wins in the country. Double digits. Double digits on the road in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame, obviously, we don't expect would have a chance into the playoff away at eleven and one. That's not a, not even no. It's not happening. So we're good there. No Notre Dame in the playoff this year. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, but the Bearcats. Going to need some help. Definitely going to need some help. They can't have the Ducks in their way. The Ducks are going to be favored heavily with that Ohio State win. Uh, there's not many teams uh, who control their own destiny. Uh, but it's definitely more than what we've had recently. Um, and it's still, you know, I said there's not many. That's probably not. That's, there's there's a, de- a decent amount of teams that control their own destiny. So how low do you think it goes to the lowest ranked team who that controls their own destiny? Give us, uh, give me number twelve Baylor. That's the lowest team that controls their own destiny. Uh, I think if they went out, they're in. Uh, give me Oklahoma State if they went out, they're in. Uh, Notre Dame, I don't see them in there. Wake Forest can definitely hop in there. Great story. That would be pretty cool to see. Oklahoma absolutely controls their own destiny with that Big 12. They go undefeated. They, they have to be in. Michigan can absolutely control their own destiny. They had the loss to Michigan State. Uh, they've been playing good football all year. Michigan State's a good team. And uh, if they 
win out, go to the conference championship, they are in for sure. Don't discount Michigan quite yet. I know there's some questions with Jim Harbaugh, but they're they're not done yet, uh, and I, I hope they know that. And then go to Cincinnati. They don't quite control their own destiny, as we just got into. They're going to need some help, unfortunately, being a group of five team. Ohio State, again, controls their own destiny. Then you go to number four, Oregon. They probably got the easiest road to control their own destiny in the Pac-12. However, Oregon's prone to slip up, so we'll see if that happens. Michigan State, again, controls their own destiny. Alabama's got to win out. Uh, then they've got to win the conference championship against Georgia, and I don't see it happening. Uh, as of right now, Georgia looks too good. I don't think anyone in the country can beat Georgia, but that's, that's where I'm at. So you take a look at Georgia's schedule, what they've already shown. Obviously, they're the best team in the country. Everyone knows it. They're giving up less than 10 points a game, and the dogs are looking hot. Even now they got Stetson Bennett at quarterback. So the rest of their schedule, they got Missouri at home, on the road against Tennessee, and they got Charleston Southern. Tough game right there. Oh, yeah. And then on the road uh, at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. What do you think is going to go on for the Bulldogs? Is there any chance you give it any over – is there over a 20% chance they lose a game? I don't see them losing a game, and I'm going to go as far to say this. I don't see them losing a game by – I mean, I don't see them winning a game by less than two or three scores with their upcoming schedule because they are that good. Okay, so here's what they've put up so far. Clemson, 10-3 win. Obviously, Clemson, uh, not the team we thought they were, not the team – that they used to be. Clemson's uh, got a good defense. Uh, they're week one. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's who. Who would have thought the Georgia's worst win this far in the season would be Clemson? But <laughs> I guess we'll 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 take that. I mean, Clemson is really <laughs> just sucks, man. I mean, it's great to see. Uh, you know, I don't I don't like Dabo because. He's a, he's a he's a little too cocky, you know. That guy needs to get off his high horse. He thinks Ohio State. He's like, yeah, I stick by their number eleven team in the country. Uh, they kicked their butt. That dude needs to. He needs to go in the transfer portal this season or something. He's stubborn as a mule. He's got to do something. He's he's got to fix that. I I guess we'll see what goes up with the uh, Clemson and the boys in the future. But the dogs, what they've got next after that was UAB fifty six seven. You know. Is what it is. Pretty good win, I guess. South Carolina, forty to thirteen. Obviously, South Carolina really is shaking. Is that the most points they've been put up uh, that have been put up against them this season? Forty to thirteen against South Carolina, which South Carolina scored last with ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, and thirty to thirteen against Kentucky. And Kentucky would they had that garbage time score with four seconds left, that late drive with the bums in. So, yeah, that 13 against South Carolina is the most points they've given up the entire season. Oh, my gosh. I That defense is an NFL-caliber defense, and I, I don't think I, – I can't see them losing to anyone all season. They're, they're damn good. It's going to be interesting because, obviously, last year uh, we just got – the first number one uh, wire-to-wire in the college football playoff era, Alabama, 
Uh, they ended up winning it all. But since before that, there had been no number ones to go wire to wire or to no number ones who were number one at first to win it, uh, and Georgia is here. So it'll be interesting to see if the dogs can do it. Um, if you had to bet, if you had to make a spread on the Georgia-Bama game, SEC title game, what is that spread? I got Georgia minus 14. I've got Georgia winning by wow. two, two touchdowns. Wow. Minus 14? Yeah. That's your a, spread? That's my spread right there. Wow. The, my, that's my personal spread. The the experts will in Vegas will have something much lower than that, but give me 14. All How right. about you? Well, I think the Crimson Tide, is a, they're a really good team. They didn't show up against A&M. I don't know if I'd, I, I couldn't, couldn't, go that, couldn't far. go that far at 14 point. I think you probably good line. Um, if Georgia, you say Georgia continues to play the way they do. Yeah. Same way in Bama, how Bama's are pretty good. They just keep doing what they do. So both teams do what they do. I'm going to take Georgia minus nine and a half. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think Nick Saban has his work cut out for him. And if you're talking to me right now and Georgia continues to play the way they play, I'm not giving Alabama a shot in that game. That would be an interesting one. Obviously, we talked about the scenario where Bama won that game. Uh, so let's talk another scenario in which an SEC West team who is super trending right now, let's talk about the ceiling for Auburn. What is the best thing Auburn can hope for this season? Auburn can hope for a win in the Iron Bowl. They will not be a playoff team. They have two losses unless they somehow sneak out of the SEC West on top and beat Georgia in the conference championship. We will then see a two-loss team in the college football playoff. I don't think Bo Nix can do it, but if they somehow sneak out of the way, uh, sneak into their sneak their way into the conference championship and beat Georgia, they're in. How about you? Wow. So 11 and 2 Auburn is in the playoff. So what Let's see. Who has to get out of their way? So Alabama has to get out of their way. Knock that out. Alabama's out of their way. Cross them out. Georgia, obviously, would be 12-1, and one, uh, which we saw with um, Penn State, Ohio State, similar. Not quite exactly. It was 11-1 and one and 11-2. Wake's got to get out of their way. But Oklahoma. Wake's got to get out of their way. You have room for one undefeated team in there. Uh, do you, I've, I, here's, here's an interesting point. Do you have... Undefeated Cincinnati or two-loss Auburn, who come who came off mm. a win against Georgia. It's interesting because we've seen Auburn surge before. We've seen it happen. I mean, this Tiger team is definitely someone that uh, you know. Bo Nix is taking them all the way up. They've got the game against A and M this week. Uh, we see in their future schedule. Obviously, they got the Iron Bowl. They have next week. Uh, Mississippi State, who the committee's got at 17, higher than we expected. So you telling me this Tiger team goes 11 and two? Uh, they're going to the playoff. I if if they get some help, uh, I don't I don't see Wake Forest going undefeated. I think that will I think that'll play itself out. Uh, with the competition in the Pac-12, Oregon had the great win. They had the terrible slip up. Uh, I think you would have to put them in over a one-loss Oregon team if Oregon continues to play shaky. Uh, Alabama will be out of it. Georgia, keep them in there. And then you have room for an undefeated team in there. And I think that 
it is highly, highly unlikely, but I think there's a chance for a two-loss Auburn team to be in the college football playoff. Um, wow. <laughs> that would be some sight. Uh, I don't know if I... I don't know if it can happen. I don't know if it's all going to be able to break down that way, but that would be uh, crazy, and hopefully it doesn't happen because if we're letting two, if we're getting two lost, well, you know what? That would be pretty chaotic. Yeah. I, but well, then, but I, I, the two <laughs> SEC, I, I, we don't want two SEC teams. That's it. Can't happen. It can't happen. It can't happen. Georgia is so good. If Auburn were to do it, you have to give them that credit where it's due. I expect Georgia to keep on rolling, and if they run into a brick wall against Auburn, well, what do you do? And you know what? If mm, I mean, I don't know if I could see. I I don't know if I could hope it would happen, want it to happen. Because if Auburn got in the playoff at eleven and two, do you know how someone there would be someone so- twelve and one <laughs> conference champ left out for yeah. a two loss team. And for a 12-1 Georgia not conference champ. So who do you think that scenario, who do you think's left out, uh, or who do you think's most likely to, like a superlative, most likely to finish 12-1 and and be left out of the playoff? Who's that going to be? Give me Oregon. How about you? Hmm. In that scenario, give me Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I think they wouldn't respect him enough. Now, Oklahoma does, you know what? I may have to turn my tide on that. Oklahoma does have a really tough schedule, but, okay, yeah, yeah, let me change my prediction. I, you know, I based Oklahoma off the now, but they got a tough future. Give me Wake Forest, at 12-1 and one conference champ. And do you think it's fair to leave them out? Uh, do you value their 12-1? and one? I value... Uh, Wake Forest twelve and one, but I don't value as much as an eleven and two Auburn team. I think if Auburn goes in there and beats Georgia, that they deserve it more than Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest, uh, they're a great team. They're kind of like Oklahoma. They got some question marks. That defense is really banged up. That offense is high powered, but we we haven't really seen. Uh, Wake Forest in this situation too much. Uh, I think the committee goes with their SEC bias, I, I'd like to say, and they put uh, two loss Auburn in over one uh, over Wake Forest. I think I definitely could see that scenario happening. Um, but there's going to be a lot of wacky stuff going on. Wake Forest with the rest of their schedule, uh, they still got – uh, NC State, Boston College, Clemson, and uh, can't remember. Can't put my finger on the last team. They got another tough team there uh, coming up this week again. Is it, do you know who it is? Uh, who else? Who do you have so far? We've got NC State, Clemson. Where's the Demon Deacons, baby? I can't find them. San Harbin and the boys rolling, though, uh, over there in North Carolina, yeah. Missing Kenneth Walker. Missing him. Wishing he was there. Kenneth Walker, by the way, is he a Heisman finalist lock? I think he has to be. I see him sitting in a seat in Manhattan, uh, especially if he keeps rolling the way that he's rolling. You have to, you have to put him in there. Uh, 
he came up big when they needed him to, and uh, that's what Heisman's do. You got, I'm see, I see him in Manhattan. How about you? Yeah, I think the Heisman race is kind of wide open right now. You got Corral, you got Bryce, you got Walker. Uh, you know, maybe if you want to look into the rest of the odds, Stroud on his way up, Caleb Williams on his way up, uh, Kenny Pickett potentially on his way down, Pitt just lost, so I would think so, you know, he probably doesn't have a chance anymore, uh, Travion Henderson, Ohio State, tra- freshman obviously looking good, Ritter, Bijan, Hartman, uh, you know, maybe if you want to throw Jordan Davis in there, uh, who would you place your money on to win the Heisman, and what, what other odds they're giving you? Uh, I got Kenneth Walker winning the Heisman. I think he deserves it in my mind more than Bryce Young. Bryce Young has been terrific this year, but they're not quite Alabama. Uh, give me Kenneth Walker. How about you? Well, how much money would you put on Kenneth Walker plus 500 to win the Heisman? What, do, what are you thinking there? Uh, give me 100 bucks Again, the, the race is pretty wide open. He's my favorite at this time. Uh I, I like him, and if he keeps rolling, especially with the, the gauntlet coming up that they've got to run uh, with Penn State and Ohio State, if he can continue to be the guy in East Lansing, I, I've I got to give him my Heisman vote. Uh, give me 100 bucks on him. How about you? I'm taking, putting my money, best bet, I'm putting 100 bucks on C.J. Stroud plus 450, and I'm taking... Uh, Buckeyes quarterback all the way to the bank, and you know his odds kind of a roller coaster this year. He's trending up all the way up for the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes over there in Columbus. Is C.J. Stroud a potential Heisman winner? I think he's a Heisman winner. He obviously uh, is starting to look like the guy that we all thought he was. Uh, you know, this season got off to a rough start with the loss at Oregon and then a couple close games, but. He's starting to look like the guy there. Uh, he settled in against Penn State and ultimately got them the win. Uh, if he goes and shows the strong performance against the two Michigan teams that they got to play, and he d- takes care of business against Nebraska, he, he's definitely uh, he's definitely in Manhattan, and his name could be called on that stage. I can see it. All right. So, what do you think in a scenario with Ohio State at twelve and one? With a Michigan team at eleven and one, and would you know the Ohio State get the lean? Obviously, with Stroud, they'd probably get the lean for the Heisman. Would Walker be able to win in that scenario? Uh, so if you got the Ohio State uh, eleven and one, and C.J. Stroud goes out there and dominates, I think you got to give it to C.J. Stroud unless Kenneth Walker goes out there uh, for Michigan State and takes care of business against Ohio State. But uh, that I've got that game circled, Ohio State versus Michigan State. Heisman showdown. My two favorites are in that game, C.J. Stroud and Kenneth Walker. I think whoever comes out on top in that game wins the Heisman, in my mind. Mm, so 12-1 Big Ten champ, get the trophy in Indy. Going to the college football playoff, that's the Heisman winner. That's your prediction there? That's my prediction right there. How about you? Well, I said I'd put my money on C.J. Stroud plus 450. That's where I'd place my bet. But if i got to take a Heisman winner, if i got to pick one, mm, it's really tough to see because 
Bryce Young, you know, can they beat the Dogs? Can they beat Georgia? I think if they beat Georgia, Bryce Young's your Heisman winner. But what I got to pick, I got to pick one. I am going to put my money on, not my money, my pick. I'm picking C.J. Stroud straight up. I can see it. Uh, that that game against Michigan State, I think that's where we're going to see our Heisman. Uh, Bryce Young is obviously in that conversation. I think Matt Corral has played fantastic this season, but he kind of dropped the ball this week, and uh, he he's got a tough road ahead of him. I think your your uh, Heisman winner is. I don't think it'll be in Tuscaloosa. I think uh, it'll be somewhere in the Big Ten. So you talk about these big games with the Big Ten, the SEC. You talked about Matt Corral. With, they just took that loss to Auburn. Uh, I know this week we have Auburn A&M, and some, we got some other pretty big games that we talked about, like Michigan State, Purdue, uh, Iowa, uh, you know, these good games around the country. But Week 11 presents a lot of make-or-break scenarios for some teams' playoff hopes. So... Let's get into that first one you talked about. It'll be ideally, or you know, who who do we take in that game? A two-loss A and M against a two-loss Ole Miss. That's make or break for a New Year's Six game. Who do you got in that game? Give me Auburn, man. I think Lane Kiffin uh, is too aggressive as a coach, and I don't think he's going to learn his lesson. Uh, he's looking at all these analytics, and uh, he's all about. Uh, what can I do based on these percentages and everything? But I think, uh, give me Auburn. I think Lane Kiffin is going to be too aggressive, and uh, Auburn's rolling. They're beating expectations. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to beat them. So, and then you have Minnesota at Iowa, with Iowa reeling at two losses. And Minnesota now jumping ahead of Iowa in the college football rankings, college football playoff rankings, at uh, number 20. What do you think about that Big Ten West matchup, uh, that make or break game for uh, potentially, you know, if they could have a miracle, a Rose Bowl spot? I think, uh, yeah, I, in that game, I'm first off going to say Minnesota at 20. I don't agree. That that loss to Bowling Green is absolutely just inexcusable. I, I'm sure you agree with that. Um, but I think Minnesota showed the ability to bounce back, and Iowa is reeling, as you said. Give me the Gophers in that game. Uh, I think that game against Iowa was should have been the one to crack them into the top 25. They're already there, but give me Minnesota in that one. How about you? Uh, you know, I think the Gophers are trending up much more than the Hawkeyes. Petras in the offense, you know, I don't know how they're looking. Ference may be on the way out, may need to retire here soon. Uh, we'll see how it goes. The Hawkeyes are not the team that maybe we thought they were, although we had suspicions of the offense. I had them ranked at number two, and I was still thinking that offense is suspicious, but the resume that, you know, they've earned that up there. Their defense has shown, uh, and they've played good enough ball to get up there. Obviously, it was early, though, to be fair to them. Uh, but not the team maybe we thought they were, and Minnesota now surging on the way up, uh, you know, could lead to a Rose Bowl winner. Uh, another team who's kind of like Iowa, where 
not exactly the same, but just a up and down, shaky ish team. They're always a little sus. Notre Dame, they've got Virginia, uh, who obviously has a very good offense. What do you think uh, the Irish are looking forward to this season? Um, in that game, give me give me the Irish. Uh, the Irish have been trending upward since their loss in Cincinnati. Uh, they went and played North Carolina. Uh, there's some speculation out there that North Carolina would uh, have a statement win, even though they're having uh, a horrible season compared to their expectations. But North Carolina, uh, Notre Dame went in there, showed everyone who was who was boss, and uh, I think they're going to do that again. Uh, I think the Notre Dame Ir- Fighting Irish are. They had their loss this season. Uh, I don't see them in the college football playoff because Cincinnati and the head-to-head, they'll have to be below Cincinnati. Um, I, they're out of the playoffs in my mind, but I think they went out. How about you? Uh, you know, they still got a, an interesting schedule up ahead. Um, they've still got to play against Stanford. Uh, they just you know, they just beat up on uh, USC a little bit, who obviously has problems of their own but after Virginia they got Georgia Tech and then the Stanford game on the road who obviously was a problem for Oregon the number four team in the country so we'll see how Notre Dame handles them but what do you think Notre Dame wins out what do you think they're going like Fiesta Bowl Orange Bowl or no is it Cotton Bowl Cotton Bowl Orange Bowl is the playoffs yes yeah Cotton Bowl Orange Bowl playoffs this year so they'll probably go Fiesta Bowl yeah something like that I I see them in a New Year's Six game Uh, Peach I'm willing to put my money on that Uh, I'd be in a New Year's Six game by the end of the year Uh, big big important bowl game for them Uh, they've proved that they're an improving football team I see them in one of those games so you really think 11-1 they're going to the New Year's Six game I think so how about you I I think they definitely would too you know, we look at another one, make or break scenario for, like we talked about a little bit. Uh, let's see, Michigan going on the road to Happy Valley playing Penn State. Um, this is a make or break scenario, uh, seemingly for the Wolverines because you've still got that Ohio State game. Uh, are the Wolverines going to be able to win this game? I think the Wolverines will win this game, and if they don't, Jim Harbaugh's done. Penn State is, in my mind, one of the best teams that is outside of the top 25 uh they're definitely better than iowa wisconsin i think and, and they're much better than those group of five teams at the bottom they've just uh unfortunately played a tough schedule and ran into a wall but uh i expect michigan to go in there and win that football game and if not that's very disappointing uh i know michigan is fairly one-dimensional on offense uh but I think they should go in there and take care of business. How about you? I agree with you. I think it's going to be really tough for the Wolverines to do that. And I'm not sure. Is the game time announced? I think it is not yet announced. It's not. Uh, If that's a night game, Michigan, they're going to have problems. Uh, But I think if it's a day game, that's Michigan's thing. You know, they love playing at noon. Uh, hopefully for them it is if they're going to want to win that game uh, if not yeah Harbaugh is going to be definitely on the hot seat uh, you know I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure how they're looking for the future if that happens because they still got Ohio State could be a three loss there you know Citrus Outback whatever that's not what they were hoping for uh, after this big wave all of course Michigan's uh, 
I believe, team win over under was only seven and a half entering the season. So, you know, I guess they're exceeding expectations in that case, obviously, because they're seven and one. You know, just like Baylor, who hosts in Oklahoma, uh, the Bears with Aranda are doing crazy things. Are the Sooners in danger going to Waco? I think they are uh, in less danger than people think they are. I think with Caleb Williams, OU has has a great shot to win any football game, but you cannot take these Baylor Bears for granted because they go out there, they play smash mouth, physical football, and they stick to their game plan week in and week out. Uh, The Sooners, I think come out with a victory uh they should be they, they need to take them seriously i think they play to the level of their competition every week as i've told gage many times but uh give me give me the sooners because i don't think the baylor bears can keep up on offense with the oklahoma sooners uh, that sooners defense is putrid but i think they make, make a couple stops with a uh, couple key players coming back on defense but they definitely need to be prepared I agree with you. The Sooners are going to have a lot to look out for in that game. Uh, but I think, you know, it's coming in the championship November. They're getting the bye week. Uh, they're the only 9-0 and team in the country. Uh, so they've they've played the most games with the most wins in the country at 100 winning percentage, 9-0. and uh, They're a tired team. Obviously, we saw it against Kansas. That was an inexcusable performance. It was terrible. Uh, hopefully, this bye week, this low ranking that the committee gave them, uh, gives them a spark. Um, but the Sooners are going to have a tough schedule remaining. They're going to have to rematch one of those three teams in the Big 12 title game. Uh, and obviously, as we talked, playoff scenarios, is there any chance a 12-1 Oklahoma is left out? I think uh, 12-1 Oklahoma is left out if Wake Forest goes undefeated, if Alabama beats uh, Georgia in the conference championship. I I think a one-loss Oklahoma team is in over Cincinnati, but I can definitely see a one-loss Oklahoma team sitting at five or six on the outside looking in. How about you? Uh, It would be interesting to see. Obviously, I definitely could see the SEC playing out where Alabama wins that game. They're both 12-1, and and then Big Ten champ one loss. Uh, I definitely could see Ohio State doing it or Michigan State at this point because that's Forest big win. Oregon in that mix. You yeah, see Oklahoma on the outside looking in. For sure, that's Wake Forest and Oregon, both teams who could find themselves getting into that playoff. They love that Oregon win. Uh, not someone who could get in the playoff, but potentially a New Year's Six game as we've got coming up. Those SEC games in the middle of the pack in the mid-teens: Mississippi State at Auburn, A&M at Ole Miss. What two-legger are you taking money line? On uh, A&M, Ole Miss, and Auburn who? Auburn, Mississippi State, A&M, Ole Miss, week 11. Week 11, uh, I'm putting my money on Auburn. Again, they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. I'm really liking them right now. They're playing good football. Uh, give me Auburn in that one. Mississippi State, in my mind, has not proven themselves to be a fantastic football team. And then uh, A&M and Ole Miss, uh and um, they're on fire after that Alabama win. I'm kind of going down on Ole Miss because that defense is terrible and Lane Kiffin is being too aggressive. That's just where I'm at right now. How about you? I could see I could see that scenario happen. You know, I think I'm putting my money. Mm, I think I'm probably definitely going with Bo Nix and Auburn there. 
and I think uh, Corral and the boys are going to be too much to handle. And yeah, that's that's it's such an interesting range with the SEC there because they got all those teams in there, so they're all going to beat each other up. Is there any chance one of these teams find themselves in a New Year's Six game? Or uh, not one, per se, but two. Could two of these teams find themselves in New Year's Six at 10-2? and 10-2. Um, Auburn and Ole Miss still have to play each other, right? I think there's a scenario where one of them is not playing each other. Uh, Auburn, no, Auburn just played Ole Miss. Auburn just beat Ole Miss. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, my bad. Um, so, yes, uh, if they... Uh, if Ole Miss wins out, uh, I think if any of them win out, I think there's a possibility for one of them to be in there. Maybe two, but give me one for right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Nah, they play each other all. So yeah. one would be able to make it. Uh, you know, maybe Fiesta, Orange, whatever, probably wouldn't be the champ. Uh, another one, make or break. Uh, absolutely make or break. NC State and Wake. Uh, NC State trying to keep their hopes in the ACC alive, and Wake undefeated trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Who do you got in that one? Uh, I've heard I've heard a lot of things saying that this is going to be Wake's first loss of the season. I could see it happening. Uh, I think these teams, two teams, match up pretty well together. Uh, that Ole Miss, I'm sorry, that Wake Forest offense is outstanding. And then uh, that defense is, again, banged up. Uh, if NC State takes advantage of that, I could see them somehow coming away with a win. But if you give me, if you had me pick uh, a winner in that game uh, as my last decision, give me Wake Forest. They've proved us wrong time and time and time again this year. Give me Wake Forest. Yeah, I think Wake Forest uh, has a pretty good offense rolling along. Uh not a team we really expected to be where they are, uh, but we're loving to see it. I mean, Wake Forest is doing great stuff. Uh, they're ahead of Clemson, who, as we talked about, is pretty disappointing. But NC State with one conference loss already, obviously this would end their hopes there with the loss to Wake. Clemson at two. If Wake wins this game, they solidify a spot in the ACC title game, uh, you know, barring a collapse of astronomical sorts, what do you think about that? Is Wake at least Orange Bowl bound? Yeah, I think that they control their own destiny. Uh, one loss, I think, will keep them out of the playoffs because the ACC is so weak this year. But I, I, I see them in a uh, New Year Six game, like Orange Bowl, like you said. Uh, I think they're playing like oh, the best. Oh, it's a playoff game. I forgot. Oh, playoff game? You're good. Uh, one loss, they're out. Uh, they went out. I think they're in the playoffs. But conference champions, uh, I think it's it's theirs for the taking right now. I think they're the best team in the ACC. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I like what they've been putting out. Uh, obviously, we saw the close one with Syracuse where they went to OT. Go Cuse, baby. That was a tight one. Cuse is a decent team. You know, that whole Atlantic division is over 500 except for Florida State. Uh who really should be, barring a, that crazy Hail Mary play. Uh, poor boys down there. <laughs> Florida State. Florida State is in shambles. But Wake Forest, I definitely would say, is the best team in the ACC at this point. And I could for sure see them 
getting into the playoff undefeated if they can just keep it together. That's all they got to do. Control their own destiny. We'll see how it goes. So we were talking about some scenarios. So let's look at some bowl game predictions. So obviously we were talking about the playoff being the Cotton Bowl and uh, the Orange Bowl is what you said. Orange Bowl, yes. Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Um, But what do you think is going to happen for the scenarios? And we're going to take a look at from Action Network about Brett McMurphy's uh, college football bowl predictions after week 10. Uh, So he's got Bama, Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl and Oklahoma, Georgia in the uh, Orange Bowl. What do you think about those predictions? Uh, he's got Alabama at the number one spot beating Georgia. I, I do not see that happening, folks. I'm so sorry. I, Georgia's too damn good. I don't think they're going to lose. Give me Georgia at number one. Uh, I can definitely see Ohio State at four. Uh, Big Ten champion right there. I, I'd see Wake and Cincinnati out of the picture right now. Uh, then he's got number two, Oklahoma, and number three, Georgia. I, not happening again. Uh, I can see Oklahoma in that two or three spot. Actually, I definitely see them there if they went out. Um, but I, right now, I I got Georgia at one. Give me Oklahoma to uh, Big Ten champ at number three, and either Pac-12 or undefeated Wake Forest at four. I like that. I think. The Oklahoma-Georgia rematch would be cool. The Alabama-Ohio State rematch, it's too soon. I don't want to see it. But who do you think is winning those games? Orange Bowl, OU, Georgia. Georgia's favored by 11 in the action spread. Who do you got in that game? I hate to say it because the Sooners are my boys, but I'd have to go with Georgia in that game. I think Georgia's too good of a team. Caleb Williams also gives you a chance that's going to be closer than what people think. Oklahoma's going to put more points on that Georgia defense than anyone has this year, but I still see Georgia rolling in that game potentially by 10 or more points how about you i don't I know to see it. I hate to the see sooners it. i don't think the sooners will be able to stifle that uh georgia defense enough have we seen yet maybe they'll turn after they turn it up uh, with his november championship november uh, win the big 12 title game and they're looking good they're playing some great offense with caleb williams and finally speed d shows up Maybe they could beat Georgia, but right now, give me Georgia. And then we got in the Cotton Bowl, he's, who he's got Bama, Ohio State, obviously the rematch from the Natty last year. Please don't tell me, do we have a Bama-Georgia rematch? Uh, Bama-Georgia rematch or Bama-Ohio State? Bama-Georgia in the Natty. And Is the that natty. Gonna, Would that happen, or would Ohio State win? Um, give me Ohio State in that game. Ohio State's been rolling recently. They against Penn State. Alabama has proven to me this year that they are not Alabama or the one that we are accustomed to seeing. I think a red-hot Ohio State team takes that game. You know, that one, Bama's got the four-point spread. I think I'm taking Ohio State on the spread. However, I think Bama is going to pull that one out and just really mess with everyone Everyone thinks they're going to lose, and they end up winning by one, two, you know, three. Super tight game. Break everyone's hearts. Break everyone's hearts. We don't need to talk about, you know, we need to talk about the fun bowl games. We don't need to talk about the same old playoffs, same old, same old. Yeah. All-State Sugar Bowl, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. He's got the Aggies favored by two. Who you got in that one? Uh, give me 
the Aggies in that one. Aggies are playing good. They've got a chip on their shoulder um, after a couple losses. But uh, give me uh, A&M in that one. I think Oklahoma State is good. I think they've got some coaching issues. That defense is pretty good for a Big 12 defense, but you got to give me Texas A&M in that one. How about you? You know, that would be a pretty cool game. The Big 12 formal rivals, well, sort of, you know, Big 12 foes. Oklahoma State, Texas A&M at the Sugar Bowl. Lovely scene, lovely sight. Got to give me the Aggies there. Spencer Sanders and the the OSU offense just won't be able to get on that defense. A&M's got a lethal defense. I mean, the Aggies are trending upward. We'll see how they do. I'm assuming this would have them at 10-2 and because 9-3 and would not, I would hope, not get them to a New Year's 6 game. I hope, you know, there's enough really good teams up there to get to there. But 11-2 and A&M, give me that. What about the Rose Bowl, Michigan State and Oregon? That's a beautiful matchup game. That's beautiful, a beautiful matchup. matchup. I'd love to see that. Uh, out in Pasadena, uh, Michigan State versus Oregon. I think that... Michigan State takes that one because Oregon has all these shaky matchups in the Pac-12. Uh, again, I think Oregon is a good team. The Pac-12 is competitive with one another. But give me uh, Michigan State in that game. They've proven that they are a different team from last year and that they are a force to be reckoned with and could even be a threat to Ohio State. Give me Michigan State. I think I'm taking the Spartans there, too. It says action spread here, Oregon minus four and a half. You know, the Ducks, are the way they're playing, compared to the way I like my boy Kenneth Walker and him, the way they're playing. Uh, Michigan State, definitely give me that uh, Michigan State plus four and a half. I'll take that all day, every day. I'll even, you know, push that down. Give me Michigan State if I can get it plus .5, whatever you need. Michigan State wins that game by more than a score I'd say uh, and an interesting one here Michigan State in the Rose Bowl as the Big Ten ch- uh, not the Big Ten champ, the Big Ten runner up as uh, not not even runner up the third place team yeah the division runner up my bad Ohio State's Big Ten champ Michigan State would likely that would be an 11 and 1 11 and 1 Michigan State Iowa still makes it they have in them that would likely be a that would be a ten and three Iowa losing in the Big Ten title game. Can they make it a ten and three? And can they beat Cincinnati? No way, man. I said at the beginning of the show, Iowa's trash. Uh, they are falling apart. Give me Cincinnati in that game. Cincinnati already has a top ten win on the road. They are a good team. Um, I honestly think Cincinnati is a playoff caliber team. They will not get the respect to be in the playoffs, in my opinion. I think Cincinnati rolls them. Has the committee shaking their heads? Uh, give me, give me the Bearcats. I gotta agree with you there. Bearcats minus four and a half. I'm taking that all day, every day. Uh, give me it by ten or more. Uh, Rid, uh, Ritter and the boys. I mean, the Hawkeyes are just—they're not rolling right now. They are doing the opposite. They are on the downfall. Uh, Cincinnati takes that Fiesta Bowl easy. Are they happy with that? Is that a 13-0, 12-1? You know, we'll see. Claim national championship after beating Iowa? I would sure hope not. <laughs> I sure hope not. <laughs> so, 
would Cincinnati be happy with the Fiesta Bowl win on the year? Uh, they've got to take what they can get, and I'm sure like they'd be happy to win that game. But I think they know the team that they are. I think I know that the team that they are. Uh, I think they wanted something more. And honestly, beating Iowa, they, they want a better matchup than Iowa. Uh, they, they want someone else. They want someone who they can prove who, that they are a top dog against and give people a new state of mind moving into next year. Uh, I think they're not satisfied with that, but they'll take it. So do you think if they played Michigan State or Oregon and they won that game in the Fiesta Bowl, per se, would that be a sexy win? Would that be Would they like that? I think they... Michigan State, Oregon. Uh, if Michigan State only loses one game to Ohio State, I guess they'll take that. I I'd say that that is what they'd be looking for. Maybe would be satisfied with that if they go out there and roll them. They've they've got to be pissed if if they go out there in a New Year Six game and absolutely throttle who they're playing. As a Cincinnati fan, I would feel disgusted. How about you? I, yeah, that would be pretty tough to see because if they worked for all that and then still proved it, you know, like TCU did. Uh, sadly, there was no Big Twelve championship game, so you know them and Baylor got robbed. Should have been a play. You know, Ohio State should. Well, with the fifty nine zip, no, Florida State shouldn't have been there. But you know, we'll see what the Bearcats can do with their season. Uh, obviously, they got the win over Notre Dame, who can't make the playoff, but. Peach Bowl, Notre Dame, Wake Forest. Notre Dame favored by five. Who's taking that game? Uh, I I really hate to say this one, but I say Notre Dame squeaks it out. Uh, if the question marks remain on the Wake Forest defense, uh, that Wake Forest offense is great. Uh, Notre Dame has been in this situation before big games. Uh, I Give me Notre Dame. I don't like it, but give me Notre Dame. How about you? Yeah, I think that would be another really tight one. I mm, I might need to take Wake. I'm taking Wake Forest in the points, but can they pull out the win? I don't know. Uh, but I'll just take the spread on them. Uh, obviously, there's some teams who are going to be left out. Then uh, Notre Dame would finish pretty well in the season there uh but so you know some teams like texas uh not really getting what they wanted or like michigan uh similar to texas overhyped a lot of years uh citrus bowl first kentucky prediction do the wolverines like that the wolverines uh obviously they're uh not getting a lot of credit here they got they'll be a two loss team and they beat kentucky uh, I definitely take Michigan in that game over Kentucky. Kentucky is a great story, as I said earlier. They're falling apart. I think Mark Stoops is doing a great job there in Lexington. I think that team is pretty good. But I got you. Got to give me Michigan in that. They win that game. They feel good about themselves that they won a bowl game, but they uh, do not feel too pleased that they could not come up in the big big scenarios. And Jim Harbaugh's in trouble if they're in that in that situation. Yeah, I think. That would be a, a pretty sad scenario ending up for the Wolverines for what they would hoped. Uh, that would probably mean a loss to Ohio State because you could probably you could definitely see a case where a ten and two Michigan is in a New Year's Six game, perhaps. Uh, you know, if they beat Ohio State and lost to Penn State, or you know, probably not 
ten and two if they just beat Penn State because it'll just be they lost to Michigan State and Ohio State, so probably not. But they would be considered underperformed for sure, I think, if they were in that scenario. Uh, speaking of underperformed, we've got the best team of all time underperforming. We love it. Cheese It Bowl, Clemson versus Iowa State. Is Clemson satisfied with the Cheese It Bowl? Uh, with this season, <laughs> you've got to be satisfied with the Cheese It Bowl. Uh, yeah, if Clemson wins that, they're satisfied. This was a throwaway season for Clemson. DJ is not the guy. Uh, I think Iowa State could definitely win that game. I think it's close. Uh, Iowa State also is a team that has not lived to expectations. Call it the uh, Bust Bowl or whatever. Uh, But Clemson winning that game has to be satisfied with how this train wreck of a season has has gone. Yeah, I mean, from the get-go, it was shaky. Obviously, only putting up three points against Georgia, even though we knew Georgia's defense was fantastic and it was a defensive game. Uh, but the three points still, nonetheless, caused for concern. Uh, and then it just went downhill from there. Uh, DJ probably got to transfer, go through the transfer portal like he did. He got to go to state, like in Fansville. Uh, <laughs> it's not looking I good for your boy. It's not looking good for ukulele. Uh, Iowa State, are they satisfied with the Cheez-It Bowl? I don't think so. Uh, They had really high expectations coming in. Uh, You know, Clemson always has high expectations, and then uh, they realized pretty quick off the bat that it was not their season. Uh, Iowa State has came through uh, just a week ago. They had some hope, and then they blew it against West Virginia. Uh, They've got a couple tough games coming up. I think they are not satisfied in Ames with that. Uh, but, yeah, how about you? Yeah, I don't think uh, Matt Campbell, uh, you know, Brees Hall, Brock Purdy, I don't think that's what they were hoping coming to this season. Obviously, we saw him ranked really high, as high in some polls as 5, 6. Uh, I believe their AP ranking was 7 or 8. Yeah. Um and they had really high expectations for the season. Uh, they're not meeting it at Ames, but they got the win over Oklahoma State. But they could still squeak out somehow. Well, not you know they could still somehow make it to the Big Twelve title game. Uh, although it would be, it's seemingly over for them. Uh, so that's not what they wanted. That's not what they're looking for. Similarly to North Carolina, who's predicted here to the Fenway Bowl against SMU. Uh, how does North Carolina feel about going from top 10 to the Fenway Bowl? Uh, that's got to be just such a disappointment. Uh, they had high hopes. Obviously didn't live up to them. SMU, uh, that's with a loss to Cincinnati. Give me SMU in that game, if I'm being real with you. That offense is too good. North Carolina, they've got to be disappointed um, up there in Chapel Hill. But give me uh, give me the Mustangs in that one. Mustangs would be pretty happy with that win. Uh Tanner Mordecai, he's a good quarterback. He slangs it, as Gage says. Uh, he slangs give me, it. Give me the Stangs uh, and an unsatisfied North Carolina team when they lose to SMU. So, Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, among top quarterbacks to underperform this season. North Carolina didn't even have to play Clemson this year in the regular season. Uh, you know, they don't always have to. 
separate divisions, but you know that it's a, when you don't have to play Clemson, you come into the season at this point in the ACC expecting the rest of that schedule to be a, a little above average at best, but not super tough. And uh, you know they lost a lot of offensive production, so there were probably should have been more questions for concern than there was, but not a very good start to the season. Uh, there's still a little bit left. But we'll see what they can do with it. Another team, super shaky. Autos on Liberty Bowl projections. Uh, Texas versus Tennessee. Tennessee actually looking better than maybe people thought. But Texas, what's going on in Sark's first year? Sark's first year, uh, man, he has really not lived up to expectations. Uh, they've, they've got Iowa State this week coming up, right? Uh, I think so. That could be a good win for uh, Sark and... They need that win. If not, uh, they might not even make a bowl game. Texas versus Tennessee. Give me a shootout. Uh, and uh, I will take Texas in that one. I don't like to say it, but uh, I've heard a lot of talk right recently about Bijan Robinson not being uh, that good or what people think he is. I think Bijan Robinson is a good running back. I think that offense is pretty high powered. Uh, they've lost. They've blown a lead three weeks in a row by double-digit points, but I think I think they'll get the ship righted. Uh, I think they'll make a bowl game, but if they played right there, give me Texas. How about you? I think I'm taking Tennessee in that one. Uh, you know, the Mustard Boys are looking on the way up. Uh, they've played pretty tight against Bama there. Texas favored by one, but I'm going to take the Volunteers there. Uh, Texas, do you think... Can they even make the Liberty Bowl after the gauntlet of Iowa State ends after that four-week run? They got Kansas, West Virginia, Kansas State. Uh, what's their record in those last four games? Kansas, West Virginia. Uh, I, I, I could see them going one and two, or they've, so they've got Iowa State, Kansas, uh, West Virginia, and Kansas State. I could see them losing to Iowa State, and I could also see them losing to K-State. They snuck it out last year against K-State. Uh, so they're sitting at 4-4 four and four right now. Give me 6-6. Six and six, They go 500. And yikes. What a, People what a, in Austin are mad. What a, what a statement for Steve uh, Sarkeesian. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian uh, but uh, I, go, I see 6-6 six and six for the Longhorns right now. Yeah, we thought they found their identity after they switched to Casey Thompson, but then the Sooners ruined them. And they haven't been able to recover since. Uh, obviously, we've got Virginia Tech reeling with uh, Fuente. He's out of there. He's out of there. That it, that's, It's a mess over there. Uh, USC, obviously, another place, just a mess. They got him projected to the L.A. Bowl. Um, is there any other small, you know, do you, does, the, does the Alamo Bowl stand out to you? Baylor, Utah? Baylor, Utah, uh... I, I think that's a little bit of disrespect towards Baylor right there. I think they're a good football team, as we said. Uh, I think Baylor would go in there and handle business against Utah. So Utah down the Alamo Bowl? Yeah, Utah down in the Alamo Bowl. That's always a good one. I, the Alamo Bowl, that's one of my favorite bowls. I love we that game. We had a good game. one last year with uh, Texas and Colorado. <laughs> yeah, Casey Thompson <laughs> got to show up, and then they didn't even play him. Yeah. And then they played him, and then he's <laughs> losing. What's going on? Penn State projected to the Las Vegas Bowl after the start they had. Uh, how do they feel about that? Or can they beat Oregon State? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think they can beat Oregon State. Obviously, they struggled against Illinois. At that time, we will know. Uh, I think we already know that James Franklin is out the door there. Uh, maybe the team uh, starts to crumble at that time, but I think Sean Clifford is a good quarterback. I think he's a good playmaker. I think they lost to Illinois because he was hurt and couldn't really move. I think if we had a different Sean Clifford that game, give me the win. Uh, Penn State's got to be disappointed because I think they're a better football team than what has gone through in the gauntlet. They've had some extenuating circumstances. Obviously, with the loss against Iowa, Sean Clifford was out. Uh, I think circumstances got to them. They're disappointed, but they they know that that's where they should have been uh, just because of injuries and all that, and I think they'll, they'll bounce back. How about you? Yeah, I think it's not what they wanted, uh, what they felt they were going to get, what they felt they deserved uh, as of a few weeks ago. Obviously, the nine-overtime thriller with Illinois where they just – couldn't seem to get over the hump of the Illini, tough boys down there uh, in Champaign. And then obviously the Ohio State game that we just saw where, you know, maybe they put up a better fight than most people would have thought. Uh, but they've still got both Michigan teams on their schedule, uh, and they're already a three-loss team. So can they finish better than 7-5? and five? We'll see. We'll see. We, you know, that would be a disappointment for them if they were to finish seven and five. Even eight and four, I think they'd be a pretty, a, pretty upset with. They were hoping, at, you know, nine and three would have been like the upset level. Eight and four is pretty upset. Yeah, and that's you know not what that's not at all what they wanted the position they wanted to be in as a few weeks ago. Just like Duke's Mayo Bowl prediction, Louisville Ole Miss. What happened to Kiffin and the Rebels? How do they feel about the Mayo Bowl? They hate the Mayo Bowl. Uh... Lane Kiffin, that's his fault if they're there. He's too aggressive, man. He's making all these horrible fourth-down play calls. He's got to grow up. Uh, I know they were talking about him possibly having his foot out the door, but he's not proving himself right now. Uh, I wouldn't want him in Baton Rouge or L.A., uh, but I think Ole Miss's ceiling is definitely higher than that. I see them somewhere different than the Mayo Bowl, but if they play Louisville, I expect them to go uh, and take care of business. Yeah, I would give them that. You know, we already saw it once this year, so I guess we'll see it again. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss easily handled them before. Uh, the trans-perfect Music City Bowl, Minnesota versus Florida. Is Florida good enough to win the Music City Bowl? Are they that bad? Is Dan Mullen on the hot seat? Dan Mullen is on the hot seat. They play in the SEC East, uh, really, they they got to worry about Georgia in there. I think they will take care of business. They'll be in a bowl game, uh, but they've got to be they've got to be disappointed with that. Uh, they've had a quarterback controversy. Everyone thinks Dan Mullen has handled it poorly. Dude can't recruit. He doesn't think it's important. That's a bad look for future prospects that could have came in there. Uh, he's 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 got to go. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like his decision-making. I don't like what he's saying, what he's doing. Uh, it's bad scenes all around. Uh, just like Tony the Tiger, Sun Bowl, Miami, Washington. Dude, we don't even need to check those out. Those teams, disappointments all around. Wisconsin, Arkansas, Outback Bowl. Who you got in that one? Give me Arkansas. Uh, it says Wisconsin is favored on there by two points, uh, I think. Arkansas is not getting enough credit. They uh, ran a tough schedule. 
I think Sam Pittman has done wonderful things for that program. People are starting to question if he's the guy. I've heard that out there a couple times. I'm certainly not. Uh, I think Arkansas wins that game over Wisconsin. Wisconsin's got a good defense. I think Graham Mertz is just a, a liability at that point, and that offense is very lackluster. They looked pretty good against Iowa, but I think Arkansas takes that one. How about you? Yeah, I can't see a scenario where Wisconsin makes the Outback Bowl. I hope they don't make the Outback Bowl. Um, I, I just don't trust Mertz in the offense. Uh I don't like that team very much. I don't really like watching them because the offense is just so painful to watch. I mean, we've seen it uh, time and time again. We've seen what's been happening, but it hasn't been fantastic time uh, for the Badgers this season offensively, and I don't think they're winning that game against Arkansas. So those were some bold projections from Brad McMurphy, you know, Action Network. He's telling us what we're looking forward to seeing in the bowl season. Let's see, what do we have to watch for, though, this week in the college football slate? College football slate, uh, we just got done with the first rankings. We reacted to those. Uh, frankly, we've got a pretty boring week on our hands. Uh, Gage also said that. Uh, Auburn A&M, that's obviously our, our poster game this week. For some reason, game day is in, at, at Nippert with uh, Cincinnati and Tulsa. Uh, give me Cincinnati in that in a landslide. Uh, hopefully getting some national attention on game day will uh, boost the Bearcats' standing. They've got to show out for that game. Uh, give me Auburn A&M. And then, uh, again, Gage brought up the spread with Michigan State and Purdue, Michigan State only being favored by three. Watch for Michigan State to go out there, take care of business, and uh, prove to the nation that they deserve a top-four spot at this time at number three. So you think Michigan Michigan State goes out there, proves themselves and what do you think how what, what would you say proving yourself is a realistic win proving themselves what, how realistic much would the win, win proving themselves uh people are pretty high on purdue with them beating iowa i think Iowa's trash i said it several times throughout this show uh purdue i think is a good football team but they are not michigan state's caliber uh michigan state is going to go out there and prove that they're an elite team and win by at at least 17 points this weekend. So Michigan State on the road at Purdue, 17-point win at least. Bama, LSU, Bama favored by 28.5. How much is Bama winning by? And is is a Bama dominant win? Can Michigan State jump them and get that number two spot? Uh, Bama should have a dominant win. It is a mess down there in Baton Rouge with Ed Orgeron. If not, we really have to start questioning why the hell is Bama at number two. Um, but I, I expect Bama to win pretty comfortably, pretty comfort comfortably. But uh, if Michigan State goes out there and takes biz, uh, takes care of business against Purdue, and they do it in a dominant fashion, I could see them jumping. Yeah, I would definitely like to see it. I think Michigan State deserves it, and only favored by three against Purdue. Clearly, Vegas sees something. If Michigan State does go out there and put that seventeen point win up, like you said, uh, I think they take it. Uh, the number two spot from Alabama. Some other things we've got to watch for. I've got my eye marked on Liberty, Ole Miss. We've got QB prospects, Malik Willis of Liberty and Matt Corral of Ole Miss facing off. Uh, obviously, both guys top uh, five in pretty much every analyst draft prospects of quarterbacks. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Does Liberty does Liberty have a shot of keeping up with Ole Miss? Ole Miss is only favored by nine and a half. Um, I think that Ole Miss defense is horrible, but I think... 
Ole Miss goes, flexes their muscles, and uh, wins uh, – Nine and a half, that sounds like a pretty good margin right there. Uh, I, I take Ole Miss, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, 10, 14 points range. Uh, I think Ole Miss goes out there and flexes their muscles in a batter, battle of QB prospects. Matt Corral uh, boosts his stock in that game, after, uh, coming out to prove after they lost uh, this past weekend. But I'm taking Ole Miss. Yeah, I think... Willis and Liberty aren't going to be able to keep up with the Rebels' offense. Uh, I think it's going to be an easy one there uh, for the Rebels. Uh, seemingly, it's going to turn out. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying that. Hopefully, there's an upset. I'd like to see that. Yeah. We'll see. Another thing I got to watch for, primetime on Fox. We've got Michigan favored by 20 against Indiana. Uh, are the Wolverines going to be able to bounce back on primetime from their loss and maybe... Uh, get a dominant win and make a name for themselves again? Yeah, boy. Indiana has not lived up to expectations this year. Uh, they are garbage, and uh, that really sucks for Cincinnati because that was a big name on their list. I think Michigan, Michigan goes in there, takes care of business, and uh, proves that they deserve to be in the top seven, uh, maybe even potentially higher. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm not sure that Michigan is going to be able to dominate this Indiana team coming off the loss because I don't know if I really trust Harbaugh, his ability to rally the troops and get them going because we seemingly think we see it every time potentially, but it doesn't happen. You know, it's not clicking. We're we're seeing some more passion from him on the sidelines that we used to see, that we really like to see. Everyone likes to see that, Uh, you know, unless you hate him. But he's showing some passion. Uh, but this Michigan team, I don't think they're going to be able to win by much. Uh, I think I'm taking Indiana here, plus 20. But um, another interesting one where you see a reeling team is, and then compared to a team on fire, is Wake Forest, North Carolina. In Chapel Hill, Sam Howell, can they upset Wake Forest, knock them out of the playoff race? Uh, I think Sam Howell can have a statement game, and I could see a potential upset, but I think Wake Forest is just too dominant, and uh, they're going to go out there and fight because they are underdogs. They got that chip on their shoulder. I think they go and uh, take care of business in Chapel Hill, uh, potentially move up a spot in those rankings, but right now give me uh, Wake Forest. I I think they beat Sam Howell and uh, the Tar Heels. And my final thing to watch for, uh, as you already picked up on it, you already mentioned it, uh, I think Arkansas is coming back into the rankings. I think they're going to take down Mississippi State this week, uh, 3 p.m. on the SEC Network. So if you can get your eyes on that game, I suggest that Arkansas favored by five. They're taking down Mississippi State, and they're getting right back in the rankings. I agree. Let's see. That's all we've got today, boys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's been an honor. I've been Gage Brown. Luke Gordon. And we've had a great time with you today on the podcast. Uh, be on the lookout for more updates soon on the Snapchat. Uh, hopefully we will be able to get a Friday pregame podcast out uh, for this week's upcoming slate. Uh, but until then, I will make sure to keep you guys updated as long as you're staying updated with me. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Peace.